Tigers Avenue. What's up, Zach? What's up, man? How you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Doing great. Uh, got a few more days off till school starts and been enjoying that. So nice, nice. Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, really enjoying uh, some LSU basketball here lately. That's for sure. There's no doubt about that. But kicking in the new year right, getting off right with a, with a few games and uh, a lot of stuff to talk about, Zach, when it pertains to uh, portal conversations and, you know, Purdue and LSU. We can recap that a little bit. And, and I mean, the year is officially over now. So, obviously, we got to discuss year one under Brian Kelly. Uh, I guess maybe we can give some, some grades on that, maybe, um, and our thoughts and um, maybe maybe concerns if there are any, <laughs> and and we're going to cover that all tonight. Obviously, plenty to talk about, and we're going to get to it. Um, so, Zach, basketball. In particular, the men's. The women's have continued to do what they've done all season long. Yeah. But with the men's basketball, what has, you know, what has – grabbed your attention of late um i mean we talked about it last friday you know they got a big dub uh against arkansas and they have been competing now i understand that this past tuesday night was you know disappointing it sucked um you know to be able to have to you know watch them kind of fall short there at the end but in reality you know what's what's really awesome is they are competing and I don't think a lot of people really thought that LSU basketball would be competing this well against the teams that they've faced so far. Um, obviously, right. Arkansas, a top 10 team, top 10, uh, uh, they, and they really are a top 10 team, in my opinion. Like, they're just that good. Um, they're young, but they're really good. Um, yeah. To me, um, you know, that was a huge, huge stepping stone in the – uh, the foundation for Matt McMahon and building this program to where it needs to be. Then you go on uh, the road to Rupp, and I got to be honest, Reagan, even after the Arkansas win and how exciting that was, I was very nervous and concerned about getting just the doors blown off of us in Rupp because it's at Rupp. Kentucky, no, I know no. they've, had, they've struggled this year, but they're a really good basketball team. Obviously, the, you know, the reigning player of the year, Oscar Shibway, potential player of the year this year. Probably. You know, he's a guy that's potential player of the year again this year. Uh, Toppin, who has struggled this year, but is a very, very good basketball player. Right. And, you know, they LSU went on the road, 
and they battled. And I know it, it sucks because they lost. It was a hard-fought battle. They had a shot there at the end to try to tie it and go to overtime. Cubs up short. But overall, I was still, like, really happy about it because they fought whenever they got down. Uh, I mean, I think they were uh, as far down as, like, 12 in this game, maybe 14 That's at one point. I can't remember. Maybe it was 10. I can't remember. I, they got 10. I don't know if it was ever 14 or 12. I think, I know we definitely down, got down below 10. They got down double digits um, uh, a couple of twice. times in the ball game. Yeah, yeah, I think two or three times. And both times they fought. They fought back, made it a ball game, and, you know, it, it was which was surprising because it honestly felt like – I mean, I messaged you. We were talking back and forth, and both times I was like, okay, here comes – like, here's where they pull away. Yeah. And the talent gap shows – and they never did. LSU continued to fight. They continued to uh, have really good defense, even though overall, defensively, it wasn't a great night for them. Um, they continued to get stops when they needed them, get buckets when they needed them, and that was massive. Listen, the reason you lost this game was because of Oscar Shibway. Um, they, he just found the ball. Topping too. Uh, yeah, topping for sure. Uh, topping, like what killed you was Oscar Shibway on the boards. And then topping making clutch shots when they needed them. Which yeah, is I mean, you're, you're probably the least likely guy on their team to hit a three pointer there at the end, hits that three pointer in the corner. And that was brutal really shot. Ball game. That was really the ball. I mean, they LSU made it kind of push there late, made it interesting, but that was really the ball game. Um, that's what really kind of put the nail in the coffin for LSU was that three. And like you said, kind of an unlikely suspect, but topping had a a phenomenal night. I, I mean, Oscar Shibway yeah, does. He out-rebounds everybody. Um, and K.J. Williams, we've t- we've discussed it. You have you specifically have mentioned it, um, you know, how you were worried about how K.J. would stack up against the bigs in the SEC. Um, and, you know, against Arkansas, he held his own. Offensively, he holds his own. You know, he's able to score. He's able yeah, he, to yeah. stretch the court. Um, and he, 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 he makes bigs have to go guard him. Yeah, no doubt. No um, and doubt. that is a problem for the defense, uh, the opposing defense uh, that LSU is facing. But yes, he struggles inside with a big physical present that can re- that can rebound the ball, um, and that showed <laughs> in this ball game. Oscar Shibway tore us up on the boards, specifically the offensive glass. Um, I mean, they had like I think twelve uh, second chance points, which is just way too much to give yeah. up to a really good team on uh, on the road for, for LSU. Um, yeah. Toppin also had a couple of really just wide open looks for, for uh, an alley-oop. Like he had two or three alley-oops that was just unacceptable. The defense just lost him uh, and you can't, you can't lose him. Um, so overall it sucked. Um, but when you look at, when you kind of take a 10,000 foot view, this is really, really impressive by LSU. And look, Reagan, they are going to have to win these next two games. Uh, tomorrow at 5 p.m., they're going to go to AM. AM is actually the favorite in this game, which is kind of surprising to me. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that AM is the favorite. What? AM's not really a good basketball team. Seriously? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty favorite? surprising. They're nine and five on the season. AM is. And let's look wow. at their competition. Um, are they favored on the betting line? They are favored on the betting line, three and a half by three and a half. Yeah, what? It's close. It's close. But I mean, I'm pretty surprised that they are favored. 
That's crazy. Um, so anyways, uh, A&M, yeah, and they are even a heavy favorite per ESPN Analytics, 75%. For um, A&M? Yeah, I'm pretty surprised, I'm, that, to be honest. What? I, I, I honestly feel like it. I don't know. I'm pretty confident we're going to win tomorrow. They, they, they hosted Florida, and Florida and, and them went toe-to-toe. Uh, final there was 66-63. to 63. Neither of them are that good, though. Um, everybody else that they've played um, – you know, it's been kind of trash teams. Wolford, Wolford, who we have in in common, they beat them. They beat them. <clears throat> Wolford beat A and M, and that was at A and M. So, um, you know, there's that. That's, they did play Memphis toe to toe, though. They did go toe to toe with Memphis at Memphis. So, seems like this team's kind did of had an inconsistent year. They lost. They went toe to toe Memphis and gosh, lost. Come on, close. So look, <clears throat> they got to win these next two. You got you got to go to A and M. You got to host Florida, and then you face a absolute brutal gauntlet. You got to go to Bama, who's number seven in the country, same record as you, but number seven in the country. They're just really good. Um, You host number twenty two Auburn. You host number eight Tennessee. You go to Arkansas to play them in a rematch in the Big Twelve Challenge. You play. Uh, Texas Tech, who hasn't had a great year, but still, it's Texas Tech. They're going to be good. Uh, then you go to Missouri, who just beat the brakes off of a, the Kentucky team that you just lost to. Um, and then you go – then you host Bama. <laughs> and it doesn't get easier. Then you go to State. <laughs> like, dude, it's going to be a brutal, brutal month of January Uh and the beginning and February. of February yeah. for the, this LSU basketball team. And, I mean, you really want them to pull off some games that, you know, they're not expected to win. And they already did that. I mean, they beat Arkansas. They weren't expected to win that game. But these <laughs> next two are must-wins. Yeah, you'd like to go slightly above 500 in that stretch, and I think you you you, you bode well. I wanted to mention a few th- things that, like, uh, of the Kentucky game, uh, number one, Trey Hannibal continues to be very impressive. I, yep. I mean, I, I'm shocked. Well, I, I mean, it's two games in a row now, so we'll see. But, like, if it continues to trend this way, maybe he takes a starting position. I don't want him to. Uh, but you got you to gotta have something off the bench. And if you put him in the starter rotation, you have nothing off the bench. Uh, well, I wouldn't say nothing. Jalen Jalen Reed offers some things sometimes, and uh, who else? Juice would come off the bench, and Justice Williams would come off the bench. I mean, there's I mean, there's Justice some stuff Williams, there. Justice Williams. I mean, yeah, but it's not much, Reagan. Let's be honest. I mean, you're. I mean, you're right, though. I, I see your point. If you if you keep, I, I like that Trey Hannibal comes off the bench because he is a spark that you need off the bench, yeah. uh, and he has points that you need off the bench. And he's shooting really well right now. I mean, he went five of six um, yeah. uh, the other night. Uh, you know, KJ KJ just doesn't. Hey, and I'll, I'll say this too. Look, he didn't have a great shooting night, but Adam Miller looked a lot better. I mean, he put up. Yeah, he did. He, did. he didn't look like he was like just. just and if you notice, like mid game, he was adjusting uh, his shot in mid game. Like if you remember, they they ran that little screen, and he he would kind of come around on a wheel, kind of a wheel route, yeah. sort of if you want to call it. Yeah. And he would kind of come to the corner. Of the three point line, not the corner, but the kind of like between the top and the, I guess the key would, yeah. is that the key? Yeah. On the three, yeah, he kind of came to the key of the three point line. Um, 
off a screen. They ran that play three times. On the first time that they ran it, uh, he came around, was open, came up short. Next two times that they ran it, he he adjusted and and made the shot both times. Yeah. So um, it, it it was really good to see him to start shooting better. I mean, he jacked up 13 threes. He only made five, but um, we'll take it. I mean, five threes is great. Uh, yeah, from percent, right? Yeah. I mean, forty something. Uh, let's see. I mean, obviously, ten five of ten would be fifty. So he's like. Yeah, 38%. 38. Um, so, I mean, that was really good for him. That's what you need out of him. Like, uh, he only yeah. took threes, but, um, you know, that's what you need. You need yeah. somebody that can uh, can compliment K.J. Williams yeah. on the scoreboard. And then you have Trey Hannibal coming off the bench and giving you point, getting you points. Yeah, I so, think – I think Trey Hannibal will continue to come off the bench too. I, I, I was saying, I was just speculating. I, I think Matt McMahon will keep him there, but you know, I don't know if it continues to trend that way. Maybe, you know, maybe he puts him there. I don't know, but I agree with you. I do like him coming off the bench. I mean, he's put up double digits now a handful of times coming off the bench, and you and you like that. Um, another thing that you mentioned, uh, and I'll kind of come off of, <clears throat> is I, I, I was you know, worried about how KJ would do uh, against a guy like Oscar Sheboy to Sheboy, however you say it. Um, but like, uh, like you said, he's a problem because he has to draw, he will, he will draw guys out to the perimeter and, and they have to go guard him or he'll shoot it and he'll hit it. <laughs> so that, that opens things up for your offense. Um, so he will be a mismatch in that manner. But the good thing about, the other night is although Sheboy dominated him, it seemed like at times, and he did. I mean, I will like I'm not going to hold back on that. There were times when uh, KJ was playing defense, and you know Sheboy kind of rocked the baby on him. Uh, and gosh, he's such a freaking ball magnet. I was getting so ball mad, like he was not him. even trying, and the ball would just find him. You you see like LSU players diving out for the ball, give like. And it would just find him. And you're like, <laughs> like, quit yeah. getting the ball, dad dumb it. And yeah, it's it, it was very frustrating. He it's like the ball comes like goes to him, not, not not him going to get it. It just finds some way into Oscar's hands. Uh even though like at times it was that way, he got out rebounded or or Sheboy just had his way with him. Look, Sheboy's gonna be the best one all year. Like that's yeah. That's your best right there. That that is the best uh, center in the SEC, you know, by far. Uh, probably SEC Player of the Year type guy. Um, so for for that being that big of a task this early on, for, you know, an SEC play for KJ, you know, I'll give him a, a you know, I'll 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 allow that uh, because he still gave you buckets. Uh, when you needed it, on hit shots. Yeah, exactly. He had 23 points. I mean, he still did his thing. Uh, so he still was a big benefit to uh, to our to the to the team as a whole, obviously. But like later on, KJ will be the one, you know, kind of dominate the paint because not everybody's got Oscar Sheeplay. You know what I mean? So yeah, KJ's up there with some of the top, you know, centers in the SEC. So. Uh, although he's that was the way it was the other night, you know, not too much to worry about because that's the best you're going to see. 
So, yeah, that's true. but again, I just got to say, Zach, um, we talked a lot about this at the beginning of the year and I'm not like trying to bring it back up or cause some debate, but I wholeheartedly believe this is coaching more than anything because I, this team roster wise, talent wise should never go into Rupp Arena and take them to the final shot like that. Never. With Oscar Shibway, Toppin, Shavir Wheeler, like that's four and five stars all over that court. And we have three guys from Murray State playing and a transfer from Mississippi State who hardly put up any minutes at all and a transfer from NC State that averaged like eight points a game in Cam Hayes. Adam Miller coming off an ACL. Like this is coaching. This is an Excellent coaching job by Matt McMahon. And I'm not discrediting what the players do because obviously they're the ones on the court, you know, making the shots, doing these things. But there's no question Matt McMahon is behind the success, the early SEC success uh, in this team. Because I'll tell you right now, Zach, the other night when we lost, you're like, I was like, you know, man, I wish we won, but I was not upset in the slightest. Like, Me not at all. You took them to the final shot. You fought the entire game. It was tooth and nail. I mean, it was, it was a like, great game. Out. It was a great game. I don't know if you saw this or not, but <laughs> Cal Perry supposedly made the statement to um, McMahon after the game, now you see why I never scheduled you while you were over at Murray State. <laughs> he said, I, wanna play. I didn't want to play you as a non-conference team. Because you were a dang good non-conference school and a dang good coach, like so. I, I, I'm not discrediting these players whatsoever. I think they're great players, and I've loved what they've been doing lately. But I think this is coaching. You very, very clearly see intentional plays run. You see plays develop, and you have open shots a lot. Uh, the shot selection has improved vastly, I think, since the start of SEC play um, compared to what it was in non-conference sometimes. So, man, I'm very excited for what Matt McMahon has has done with this pro- with program so far, and it's very exciting to see what he can do in the future, you know, when he's recruiting his guys and bringing people in here. So I, I agree with you that coaching is the main factor here, but I, I do think you're downplaying a little bit that, not at all. They're from Murray State. Like Reagan John Morant played for Murray State. Zach, that doesn't matter. Zach. John Morant played for Murray State. Like you can't tell me that there is not basketball players that are at lower tier schools that are not SEC caliber. KJ Williams was at Murray State. Is KJ Williams an SEC caliber player, Reagan? Yes, yeah. I believe he is, Zach. But yeah. they're at Murray State for a reason, Zach. I'm talking about well, you just that, agreed, okay. Zach. No, no, no. Let me let me finish real quick. Let me that finish. What I'm is let me finish. What I'm saying is Cal Perry is recruiting at the highest level. Period. Period. Like the right. highest level. Like top players year in, year out, all the time. And for us to go into Rupp Arena with the roster we have, yes, with guys from Murray State. Yes. A guy from NC State that averaged eight. A guy from Mississippi State that barely averaged. I don't even know if he averaged two points a game when he transferred. I looked it up. And Adam Miller, who's coming off a torn ACL, that should have never happened. Never. So that's coaching is what I'm saying. 
I do agree that coaching is the main factor. I'll, I'll agree with you there. Because the I recruiting think- and the talent level is v- like the gap between LSU currently. I think our I think we can recruit at a high level, but what we have roster wise, talent wise, right now compared to Kentucky is a huge gap. That that was the point I was making. I'm not saying they're not talented, but like. Shibway and Toppin and and you know some of them other guys are like guys who could be playing on NBA teams in a, in like a year or two is what I'm yeah. saying. Well, I think the biggest thing that we can agree with is even though there's a talent gap, uh, like Matt McMahon knows how to develop players. He knows how to bring out the yeah. best in players. So like that that's why you're seeing what you're seeing with Derek Fountain. That's why you're seeing what you're yeah. seeing with yeah. with Trey Hannibal. Uh, that's why you're seeing what you're seeing with KJ Williams. Now KJ Williams Absolutely. probably a little less so because KJ Williams is more talent. Uh, I think is more so talent than okay, coaching. That, is it talent though? Because KJ Williams has been five years with Matt McMahon. That's I'm not true. saying he's untalented, but he's been with KJ. This is the fifth year he's with Matt McMahon now. Well, I mean his ability, his ability inside of the paint and his ability outside of the arch that a lot of that is talent. I mean, we, uh, you can't. Have you not been looking at the stats they've shown like during games of his three point shooting and how it has changed over the years with Matt McMahon, like drastic, drastic changes. And specifically his last two years. Well, so this is something he has inputted into his game while in college under Matt McMahon. Again, I think we can agree that a large part of that is due to Matt McMahon's development. Uh, I mean, yeah, yes. And and Matt McMahon is getting the best out of his players right now. Uh, they are playing. They're playing hard for him. They don't give up. They didn't give up against Wake Forest when they were down twenty-two. Yeah, yeah they no came question. back and fought. They got down twice in this game by double digits. Came back and fought. Like they're going to fight for Mike, Matt McMahon, and they're going to play hard, even with you know a, a talent gap. They're they're going to yeah. compete. Um, I hope it continues because, like like we talked about, the gauntlet for them uh, this in this month and the beginning of next month is just it's it brutal. sucks. It's it bad. sucks. Um, it's going to be hard for LSU That's fans. To watch. Thing, man. And you know, I think there's going to be a lot of LSU fans that are going to watch. Uh, because of the current success, and you know, it may go bad. I'm not saying that it is, but it may go. It may not go well for LSU in this stretch. Um, and we need to, as LSU fans, we need to be patient. We need to realize that you know he started with zero scholarship players, and he had to it's mash a team together. Yeah. Um, and it's it's year one. He's still installing his system. He's still installing you know, what he wants in the program at LSU. Um, so, but again, I will continue to reiterate, yes, there is a talent gap, but these players are veteran. As you mentioned, K.J. Williams, five years. Adam Miller is on year three. Trey yeah. Hannibal is on year four. Uh, Juice, I think he's on year four, three, three or four. Uh, I can't remember Come exactly. Yeah. Uh, Milani, obviously, you know, he's kind of lost some minutes here recently, but he's, yeah, he's been absent. he was, I, I, he got in the other night at the Kentucky game and I was like, 
whoa, I I forgot. Like, <laughs> like he got yeah. on the court, and I was like, oh shoot. Oh yeah, Jared Mountain. He's in like what year two, year three. So like I think year, year three for him. Year three. So um, I think redshirted a year though. This team is older, and that's what's good. You know, them being older, along yeah. with the coaching of Matt McMahon and the development of Matt <laughs> and, and, and Matt McMahon and his ability to develop players. Yeah. That is what's going to keep them in these ball games against these young, talented, you know, one and done type players and and and, and teams. So, um, you know, oh, my, hey, Zach, by the way, by the way, I will continue to promote it. LSU Gold is doing it for basketball now, for several oh, sports. Shoot. They're doing it for women's basketball. They're doing it for men's basketball. They did it for gymnastics. Like, go subscribe to Yellow Gold, to LSU Gold. Uh, the basketball ones are just as good as the football ones. Um, and Zach, I don't know if you've listened to Matt McMahon talk a lot, but he does what Nick Saban does. It's hilarious. He does the I, I, <laughs> I, I. Hey, we gotta get this right. We we, we gotta think right. We gotta make good decisions on this Christmas break. All right. He does it. He'll say. It. I promise. Go watch LSU Gold. He does the I about a hundred different now. times. I do need to get back because uh, I haven't watched it since. Um, geez, I don't know when the last time I watched it. Uh, I'm I'm definitely got to watch again uh, yeah. and can't get caught up because uh, I agree. LSU Gold, fantastic, phenomenal. awesome, it's awesome. Zach, we do have yeah. some comments. But oh, well, women's basketball, Zach. I mean, they're just doing what they're doing. I mean, I don't know if there's more. You saw Andrew Reese put up 20, 26, 28 the other night. And 28 was the rebounds. I mean, either way, it's insane. Yeah, LSU broke a record, by the way. For and it's look, I know, I know, like this is like big, big what ifs, but like Texas A&M's already played South Carolina, and they beat them by 40. LSU beats A&M by by 40, and they started slow, like really bad in the first quarter. They had eight points in the first quarter, so um, it. But they're deep. They're really deep. Like, Samaya Smith had a great night. She had three blocks. Like, whenever the starters weren't doing good, Kim Mulkey said, all right, pulled them out, put in Kateri yep. Poole, put in uh, Poa, put in um, – I'm going blank – Samaya Smith. Samaya. And, you know, they they held it down. And they're kind of the one. – they're honestly the ones that kind of got they're it back. Deep. They they're got deep. it going for, yeah. for the girls. So, yeah, they continue to – be uh just completely dominant and let's see what they've got coming up um because honestly i do not know when they play again so they play at kentucky uh sunday at one and that's Um, like kentucky's not great uh you should win that game uh i watched kentucky play georgia the game before and they played they went kind of toe-to-toe with georgia but those both those basketball teams are just not good they're they're not going to compete with LSU, in my opinion, they may. They, I mean, I say that knock on wood, uh, you know, <laughs> they'll end up, you know, upsetting them in a, in a big way. But, um, Zach, we do I have some comments to get to here. Yeah, we do. Uh, so, we got Tiger Den Sports, uh, excuse me, Tiger Den Sports, uh, network joining in. He said, My man seems like he has LSU basketball going the right direction. Completely no agree. No question. Um, 
uh, Peyton said that uh, LSU sports in total is going in the right direction. I can't wait for LSU uh, baseball to start. We're gonna Peyton. We're gonna discuss that at the end of the show. So stick with us uh, when we get to uh, all things LSU at the end. We'll we'll talk uh, transfer portal. We'll talk um, baseball. Yeah, no question. Jared said, seems like they matched their competition on shooting. Arkansas couldn't shoot. We couldn't either. Uh, Kentucky was shooting well. We were. Yep. yep. Um, that's what they're going to have to do. I like teams like Missouri. They make me nervous. Uh, teams like Missouri make me nervous because Missouri yeah, no can kidding. shoot the ball. And yeah. we, we, we can't. I mean, I know we had a really good game against Kentucky, but that's because you got Adam Miller going a little bit, and he was hitting yeah, from deep. And he gave you 15 good. points. Yes. So, you know, that – that part of that is, you know, because you got Adam Miller going. Um, and, of course, Trey Hannibal continued his success. How much more do we see of that? We'll see. He said what they lack in talent, they make up for in hustle. Completely they agree. Do. Like they Derek do. Fountain. We've got a Zeke showing. What up, Zeke? Say hey. 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 <laughs> he said go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Uh, Tyler yep. Townsend is in here. He said what's up. What's up, Tyler? Jared also said sup. So what's up, Jared? I appreciate y'all joining us. Um, so yeah, uh, basketball's been really good, Reagan. I think we should uh, take a quick break um, and then come back and we will discuss. Uh, yes, BK year LSU one. football, BK year one grades. You know, we can, I, we can grade out kind of position groups because uh, we obviously did our big position group preview before the season started. So kind of grade out position groups. Um, obviously do an overall grade for BK and his staff, discuss the highs, discuss the lows. We can obviously discuss the bowl game, although there's not really much to discuss because <laughs> it was just complete domination. Uh, so yeah. we'll, <laughs> we'll do all that here after the break. Five-star hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. All right, we're back. Um, Zeke, I need an overall grade, bud. I need. Uh, how, how did Brian did, Kelly do this? How year? did Brian could Kelly do in year one? Is this an A, a B? Hey, what's right? What's right here? Uh, that's the baseball locker room. <laughs> he's looking at all the stuff going on, and he's he's mesmerized. Zeke, give Brian Kelly an A. So he had an A plus. A plus. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, man. Zach, so Brian. It, huh? I said, let's get into it. Yeah, absolutely. Think, I'll let you go first. You know, how did you think overall? Um, do you, you want to kind of do uh, grades first and kind of break down position groups uh, and how they graded out and then kind of get to Brian Kelly? Or do we want to start? We start with the bowl game. Oh, uh, the bowl game. I mean, we can start with that. So it's just, I mean, it's not going to be much of a discussion. I mean, <laughs> whole. Uh, very impressive performance. I mean, tied for the I, largest margin of victory in bowl game history. Bowl game history. Uh, I, I mean, 
Zach, I, I said on the show we would win and we would cover, and I I was pretty confident in that, but I did not expect 63-7. to seven. Uh, I mean, that was – wow. <laughs> I mean, Impressive. it was total domination. Uh, the defense looked great. Uh, the defensive line looked great. I, I mean, with with all the opt outs, um, the secondary did well uh, with Makaya gone. Uh, so I was I was very pleased. I was very pleased with with all of that. Uh, I mean, it was just a dominating performance. So what did you think? Uh, I mean, obviously LSU. You know, we 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 kind of heard a little bit about them. You know, putting into different quarterbacks. We did see all three quarterbacks. Carl Dunn. Hey. You got to give him credit. He came on here this past Friday and said we were going to see all three quarterbacks, and that we did. Jaden gets the start, plays first two series. Garrett comes in uh, series three. They kind of traded out a little bit there yeah. uh, throughout the first and uh, first half and the third quarter, and then Garrett Walker gets uh, the rest of the way in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, what do you think about that? I mean, for for me, I'm a, I'm totally okay with it. Totally okay with it. Yeah, I mean, considering the circumstances and then how the game started going, I mean, it was – I think I kind of expected it at that point. Uh, I did not expect Garrett to come in as soon as he did. That was kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, but it worked out in the end. I, I mean, I, I think Brian Kelly realized it pretty early that it was not – like it, what happened it was – going to be a game. Like, <laughs> I need, I need, don't, don't talk in the mic right now, but – um, but didn't expect him as early, but it was, it was awesome. All right. He's about, he's going to have to go. He's going to have to go. <laughs> go play iPad. You awesome. Say bye. Say bye. No, no, no. Go, go, go play your iPad. He's just having fun, dad. Yeah, I know, but he's going to, he's, he's going to do it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, All right, go for for real, go. <laughs> well, uh, I have to say, it, I really enjoyed um, getting to just watch a dominant game and not have really any stress whatsoever. Uh, no worries all right. at all. You mean? I mean, we just kind of sat back, relaxed, and <laughs> yes, it was so nice. It was just like, all right, we're all good. right, we're just yeah. telling this game. Not true. I will say, like, you get to eat. You get to eat. You get to eat. All those things. Uh, uh, Jared, Jared Zeke will be back. He will. Mama, <laughs> Mama is not present. So, uh, Mama's actually probably at with you, Zach, isn't she? Yeah, I think uh, Mom and and your wife uh, McKenna. I think they're they're downstairs uh, hanging out doing a bonfire. So I'm gonna go go hang out. I know Logan and Faith are coming over and, uh, over, and Noah's coming. One of our, my good buddies, Noah, who's a big LSU fan. Um, he's coming over later, so yeah, I'll probably do a little bond. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Kids have uh, fun while I'm while I'm while I'm having to stay at home with the kid. Yeah. Anyways, um, but yes, he probably will be back, Jared. Um, Zeke maybe totally lose my train of thought, but uh, to kind of go back, Zach, backtrack just a little bit. The quarterback situation, I liked what I saw just because of the situation with the game and how it was going. Really wanted to see Walker Howard, so we got to see him a little bit. Um, you, We always say, man, I really want to see Walker Howard. I want to see how he does in-game. But then it happens, and he's out there with he's out there with the third-string lineman. He's out there with, you know, Ferrichoni, however you say that dude's name is. Ferrichoni. You know, 
Frenchioni and and Ibietta and uh, was Ibietta out there? Ibietta, he caught a pass from Walker. You didn't I, see it. I missed that one. What what number is he wearing? Twenty four. He was wearing number twenty four. Honestly, was like, where is Landon Ibietta been? Yeah, that was, he, he supposedly he's been battling injury all, all year, but he played. But so it wasn't like like I want to see you know you want to see Walker with every you with know the, the full yeah. force of what we have. Uh, but anyways, I, I mean, I was glad to see them all. I, I really was. Uh, and p- you know, people are like, yeah, I, I kind of poked fun at it, you know, especially when Malik, th- I mean, Malik neighbors threw for 50 yards, bro. He had a bomb down the and field and then threw a touchdown pass to Jaden. I was like, Malik, himself. yeah, exactly. And so when, when Garrett came in the third possession, you know, Twitter's immediately like, Oh, we got a quarterback controversy going on. Dude, and so, so when Malik, when Malik, I was like, oh, Malik Neighbors, QB one question mark. We got a quarterback controversy. Like, I, so I, I did enjoy that aspect of it. I did enjoy yeah, that, that, but that was awesome. I, I honestly, Zach, honestly, I was very surprised as badly as we were beating them that they were running trick plays like that. I was very shocked. Like that did not seem like Brian Kelly. I mean, the whole. Thing did not I mean, seem. Have they ran Brian Kelly play like that at all this year? No, so. no, and then they're killing them, and they're like out here running reverse. You know, they're running a reverse to Malik late neighbors throwing downfield, little Philly special to Jaden yeah, Daniels. Yeah, uh, like, kind of had fun with it. It was not like y'all. I think the ch- this is like big picture here. I think the chain. And this this is something we can get into in the offseason, Zach. And, and so I'll kind of brief, briefly mention it here. I think that this change is going to end up being a win-win for Notre Dame and LSU. I think Brian Kelly needed a change of scenery. Um, he also seems to have just a new new outlook on things. We knew Brian Kelly as the red-faced, screaming coach in the North, right up at Notre Dame, and we want to, you know, for for I would tell you right now, five years ago, if you were going to tell me we were going to hire Brian Kelly, I would have been completely opposed to it, like absolutely not. I was definitely okay with it in the situation we were because I knew he was going to be a guy that would bring order bring structure, bring discipline and responsibility to a team that was in complete disarray. So I was good with it. But it seems like he has changed his mentality, not not like that he's, you know, undisciplined or unstructured and unhinged now, but he is enjoying coaching more. He's having a bit more fun than what he was. He's been able to relax, it feels like, than he was at Notre Dame. And Notre Dame has this young coach and Marcus Freeman, who at the you know at the start of it all looked like it was going to be a disaster, but he turned it on in the end of the season and finished with a great bowl win over South Carolina, who just beat Tennessee and Clemson back to back. So you know I, this may end up being win win for both. Um, so we're out there running trick plays up, you know, forty two to nothing. And then Quad Wilson runs back the 99-yard interception, and the whole bench clears and goes to the end zone. And I'm like, 
what is happening right now? Like, this is not the Brian Kelly that we were told of. This is not the Brian Kelly we knew. And you see him, you know, he gets the cheese at bath and he reaches down and grabs a handful and takes a few <laughs> bites of cheese. It's they were like ball. they were having fun. Yeah, it, this is something, some new territory, I think, for Brian Kelly. And I think this new scenery has given him a great outlook on things. And I think he's really enjoying himself. And for me, like, I love that more than, like, the winning part. Like, I, I get we have this expectation, like, national championships, and they he fully understands that, and we'll do that here. Uh, I, I'm not taking away from that at all. But, you know, one of Matt McMahon's core things, you know, core, uh, what do you call them, like, staples of his program is the very last one is joy. We're, we're going to do everything. We're going to have great, you know, commitment to practice and performance and preparation, but we're going to enjoy what we're doing. We're not going to like hate coming to practice, hate all of this work. We're going to have joy in all that we do. And I love that about Matt McMahon. And I feel like I see some joy within Brian Kelly, especially here yeah. in this bowl game. You know, at the end, and you know, his post game press conference, he said, you know, somebody asked him about them rushing the the touchdown. He was like, you know, they're out there having fun, and you know, if a bunch of old men get in the way with that, you know, where are we at? And you know, yeah. in life, essentially. So I, I love it. I love it. By the way, I, I absolutely do. It was it was a lot of fun. So, so LSU, now I, we need. I guess we need to give him some grades for the. Yeah, year. About- we definitely do. So LSU wraps it up. They get ten wins on the year, which I mean, holy cow, awesome, awesome under Brian Kelly. Nobody, I don't, I don't. I mean, some people did expect it, um, but you know, I think realistically, a lot of people understood that you know, eight and four, yeah. nine, nine and three at best, or or like you know, we're probably or nine and four at best uh, yeah. was probably what we were looking at, and they exceeded that, uh, which is phenomenal. So let's go ahead and let's break down. Um, kind of position groups and obviously a huge part of this plays into the coaching staff and, and how they did in coaching, um, coaching them up and developing them. So let's, let's start on the, on the uh, offense. Let's start on the defensive side of the ball. Cause I think there's more, um, I think there's l- less excitement around the defense uh, than there is the offense. Cause I think when you look at the offense, I mean, in the quarterback position, the offensive line, wide receiver, you know, there's a lot of positive to there. Um, I'm not saying that everything on the defensive side of the ball is negative, but just a little <laughs> less, it's less than the offense. So let's, let's sure. look at, uh, let's start with the DBs. How do you think overall the DBs graded out this year? So are we talking their coaches? Or are we talking like overall coaching staff and players, the, the, the position group, including the coaches? Okay. Uh, the DB room for me gets a a, a B minus. It's a B minus. I think they they did their job. I think they had flashes, but I think there's more to improve on, and I think they could be a lot better. So I'll give them a B minus on the year. Yeah, I, I would. I'd be with you right there. I, I was giving them a B, just a straight up B, not a B minus. You know, we're gonna do we're gonna do B plus B, B minus. I, I'm, I'm just giving them a straight up B. <laughs> Um, I, I can't say there's anything uh, that you didn't say already that uh, that I can add on to about the defensive back room. You know, Jarek Bernard Converse, I think was was massive uh, to no get doubt. him 
Makai Garner. You know, Makai is going to go to the NFL and he's going to get drafted. Uh, Jarrett Bernard Converse played uh, some of the, his best games in the most critical games. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he got an interception in the bowl game. He got a, a massive interception against Alabama yeah. to Huge. really set the tone in that game. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, he, he honestly locked down uh, one side of the field this year. I mean, he had his he ups did. and downs, but. Uh, overall, I think he did a great job of locking down the field. So, yeah, I think they did great. You obviously look at Greg Brooks. Uh, he had the play against Auburn to help LSU seal the deal. Jay Ward just was very consistent and phenomenal, and he's going to be uh, in, going into, in, in, into the NFL draft and will probably be, I, I would imagine, probably a second-round guy yeah. um, or third round, maybe somewhere in there. We'll see where he goes. But – Overall, yeah, I, I liked what we saw out of the defensive back room, and I think it improves next year. I think it. it oh yeah, next yeah. Year, or, or at least is around the same caliber. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, yes, I agree. I agree. So at linebacker, uh, I'll start. I, I think this is a B plus, a minus range, uh, and largely due to the fact of the emergence of Harold Perkins. Um, you look re- and and Greg Penn. Look, let's not let's not uh, take anything off of what Greg Penn has done this year. Yeah, obviously Harold Perkins and, and Baskerville, who's been solid all year. I mean, you had Greg <clears> Penn <throat> who emerged. You had Harold Perkins who stole the show, and you had Michael Baskerville who continued to do what he has done the last two years, and that's just quietly dominate games. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I, I think overall, I'd probably have to give them. Uh, a B plus, uh, a A minus. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna go with the A minus. I'm gonna go with A minus. Uh, and I, I really like what, I, what we're, what we're going to see next year. You know, Demar Tolan also had a great season. It sucks. You know, we're, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But you know, we no longer have him. Yeah. But he also had a really good year. And after his injury, uh, he came on really. He came on late and was getting significant playing time. Um. So, yeah, uh, A-minus for me in the linebacker room. I actually will give them an A. Uh, I think this was a um, a position of worry at the beginning of the year. Um, and, you know, some young guys and Micah Baskerville stepped up and really filled the, possession, the position really well and had some great flashes with, uh, of course, Harold Perkins. I mean, being the greatest, the best newcomer in the SEC, in my opinion, um, alongside Quinshawn Judkins, I think the two of them are the best newcomers in the SEC. Uh, so, yeah, and, and of course, Matt McMahon is the linebackers coach, or not Matt McMahon, Matt House is the linebackers coach, and I, I think Matt House was the best hire that Brian Kelly made on this staff. Um, so they get an A for me. On the defensive line, for me, I think I will probably have to give them around a B, um, maybe minus. There was times this year where they got gashed. Um, like I, I specifically think back to the Texas A&M game where Devon A. Chain just had a field day running all over them. Now, obviously – you know, B.J. Ojolari, first-round talent. Ali Gay, big-time leadership uh, and, and kind of held his own over there. And then you had the emergence of Makai Wingo and, and yep. of course, Jaquelin Roy. Like, 
I'm not saying they were bad, but there was times they did get gashed uh, on, uh, you know, in the running game. Um, there was times I, I felt like with this, with this defensive line, we should have had more sacks, more pressures than we did, and and they just didn't come as 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 much as I thought they would with this defensive line because this defensive line we were going into this year, you know, thinking this is arguably the best position group on LSU's team. And I think a large part of the lower grade too is you lost your best defensive lineman yeah. in Mason Smith uh, in, the, in the first possession of the season. Uh, so that that's really plays a large part, honestly, into my grading. Um, but you, you definitely, you, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, not mention the defensive line without mentioning BJ Jolari and the impact he had, um, he kind of, I feel like he kind of had a quiet season, but like he, he still was BJ Ojalara. Like he still dominated. Oh, he constantly had pressure. Yeah. And he constantly had pressure. Like it was quiet, but I mean, there's a reason he's going to be a first round draft pick. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like maybe that's a, a low grade f- for them, but, um, I think there was, there were just some, some inconsistencies at times this year with the defensive line. Yeah, I give him a B also, um, and here's why, Zach. I think some of the inconsistencies happened, and I see. I mean, you see why what they're doing in the portal is, is why there was a lack of depth. I mean, there's a. Yeah. I mean, you look at Georgia, and they're rotating fresh legs in there all the time with good, talented defensive linemen. You didn't have the depth to rotate like that on the defensive line. And, of course, the loss of Mason Smith hurt. And also, Quincy Wiggins got hurt, so he never got to really emerge uh, and ended up taking a red shirt. Um, you know, so – and also, you have you need to de- de- develop some more guys. Like, Savion Jones is going to be a great player. I think he needs yeah. a little bit more development. Yeah. Uh, Jacoby and Gilroy needs, needs some more playing time, I think, um, to develop more. So, the lack of depth, I think – you know, obviously caused some fatigue in some of these games, especially at AM. And so you didn't see as explosive plays from the defensive line as you may have wanted to at the beginning of the year. So I give them a B. Uh, and and I think that you're looking at what they're doing in the portal and they are addressing the depth issue on the defensive line. And they're going to have a rotation next year to keep fresh legs in and keep pressure coming. Uh, And I'm really excited about that group next year with considering the guys we've got in the portal, the guys we're targeting and the guys we are returning. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun, but they get a B for this year. So overall the defense grades out as B plus. And I think obviously large part of that is due to the job that Matt house did and, and the other on-field coaches like uh, Robert Steeples, um, Jamar Kane, um, and 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 Matt House, so um, really impressive. Uh, and who am I missing? Kerry Cooks, Kerry Cooks. Kerry Cooks. Um, so you know, I I love I love that we have Matt McMahon. Uh, looks like we're going to continue to. Looks like we're going to keep him for next Matt year. House. Matt House, I'm sorry, I, I did the same thing. I did the same thing you did. Um, and so I mean, a large large part of the reason for that grading is is Matt House. Yeah. So. Uh, let's go to special teams, Reagan. Uh, <laughs> for me, it is a D. 
And the only reason that it's not an F is because of your actual specialist in Jay Bramlett and Damian Ramos. Jay Bramlett did a phenomenal job this year. Uh, I obviously look back to the Alabama game. Uh, the Alabama game and the entire first half, just pin them deep. I mean, he really won you that first half of the Alabama game, and he was just consistent. I know there was like – I think there was like two times I remember just a really bad shank punt. That's going to happen. Um, I think one of them was Florida State. So. One of them was Florida State. Um, I think another one was the next game or something like that or or the third game. Yeah. It was early on in the He's season. pretty good after, though. After that, dude, he cruised. Damian Ramos, uh, a, a pleasant surprise. Very, we were very nervous about the kicking, and he did he did, he did really good this year. Um, he wasn't you know phenomenal. You know, wasn't anything like crazy like you know like uh, Evan McPherson or Cade York or Tracy. Right. Uh, Cole Tracy coming out here, and you just you, you can trust them from right. fifty yards at, and out, but. You know he he did what he needed to do. He made the he made the kicks that he needed to make. He missed some obviously, some that were tough, some that were long, uh, and he's yeah. going to continue to develop and get better. But I think he was overall just a pleasant surprise for the kicking game. Everything else, Reagan, bad, horrendous kick bad. coverage, terrible kick return, terrible punt return, terrible punt coverage, terrible uh, lining up. Just lining up, lining up, Formation. discipline, like everything else was rules of the game, like common game. sense plays in the Georgia game. Like, Golly. it was bad, it was real bad. And you really hope that a lot of that gets cleaned up next year. I, I don't think all this will get cleaned up next year because, again, you're still having to overhaul uh, and come back from being down to 39 scholarship players and where Ed Ordron left you, like that's going to take a couple years to build back up. Uh, and they're doing that. They did it this year. They're going to do it uh, this off season. So, you know, that's going to take some time, Reagan. And, you know, I think they probably went out and got a uh, return specialist in Aaron Anderson, you know, Chris yeah, Hilton. He's hopefully going to be a hundred percent and healthy this upcoming season. What yeah. does he do in the return game, whether it's punt or kick return? You know, I think we can look – I think there definitely will be some improvement, but this year is bad. I give him a D. I got to agree. Uh, I don't think there's anything more that needs to be said. It's a D. It's a D. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, going to the offensive line, I am giving them an A-. And they, like, they probably don't deserve that for how they perform, but considering what we had and what was expected – of, of the offensive line going into the season. That's the reason to get a minus because you had two true freshmen at the tackles. You had, uh, you didn't know who you were going to play at center. Uh, Charles Turner said, Hey, look, I've been here. I'm doing this. And he did phenomenal, held his own. Like, and, and they did really well. I mean, yeah. uh, they were all, I think they were almost undefeated outside of the AM game and the Georgia game. Like, Right. The two freshmen when they played, they were almost <laughs> undefeated up until the AM game. Right. So well did did Will Campbell play in the AM game? I can't remember. No, he was out the Tennessee game. I know there were some injuries. I know there's some he was injuries. Out the like Tennessee Emory, game. That was the Emory only game. Was out some and Will was out some like overall A minus. Uh for for what was expected of them, for what they had coming in, like 
they exceed. Now, if you just like grade it, like just for you know the offensive line, I'd probably give them like a B, maybe B plus, uh, because Jaden was running for his life a lot of the first half of the season, um, and there's a lot of you know freshman mistakes. So, but considering all things and what we had coming in and what was expected of them, I'd give them an A minus. But you know, if you're just looking at it as a whole and just grading them for the season that they had probably a B. So I know, I know that's kind of confusing. I know that's like giving two grades, but you know, <laughs> if you look at, if you look at it in, ti- in its entirety, that's the reason I kind of give it two grades. I give it an A. Uh, I mean, playing two tackles, two tackles. Yeah. As freshmen, the whole season is just unheard of, un- unprecedented. Um, so and they watch out for, for next year. Yeah. Yeah. And next two years is going to be very impressive. Uh, also, Anthony Bradford declared for the NFL draft, so you may see Emory Jones go to guard and Lance Hurd play the right tackle. Could you? Mm-hmm. I mean, talking about freshman starting. Uh, anyways, Lance Hurd's a freak, by the way. Freak. He's out there at the All American Under Armour All American thing, like locking down people, like showing out. He's going to be a freak. I'm so excited about him. Um, but, yeah, they get an A. To start two freshmen on, at tackle all year the way they did, unbelievable job for those two guys. Um, you know, you were worried about this at the beginning of the year. Um, and, yes, there was times when Jaden was running for his life. and But at the middle of the year and then moving forward, you began to see that consistency. You began to see – uh, continuity, and I liked what I saw. And so, for that fact, I give them an A. At wide receiver, I, I'm going to have to give them probably a B plus. Um, you know, they would probably be at an A minus uh, if it weren't for all the drops. There was a lot of drops this year. They definitely have to work on that on in the off season. Uh, obviously, Kayshawn had a lot of drops. There was uh, there was drops by everybody. <sighs> I know Kayshawn kind of featured that, but um, they 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 they're gonna work on that in the off season, and I think they'll improve. Look, you had a thousand yard receiver, and so like that's the reason to be really excited. Um, that's why I give them a B. That's a B plus. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's why I give them a B plus. You Malik showed out. Brian Thomas showed flashes. Flashes. Uh, Kyron Lacy. Uh, I know like he he also struggled with drops this season, but you know there were some big time third down conversions that he had in ball games where you needed him. Uh, Jare Jenkins was Mr. Reliable. He led the team in touchdown receptions. And he, you know, he was just that veteran guy that whenever you needed him, he was there to make a play. So, overall, B-plus for me in the wide receiver room. And I think next year they'll probably, you know, they're going to be even better. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, They get get a B, straight-up B for me um, because of the drops. Uh, I, I, I think they left more than to be desired at some times. Yeah. Uh, some of that may be due to the timidness uh, of Jaden to let it fly. Uh, but overall, I give him a B. I, I think we're, we're going to be talented for years to come at receiver. Uh, and I'm, we yeah. should also probably include like slash tight end in this. So uh, Mason, Mason Taylor first, gets an A for me. Mason Taylor gets an A for me. He gets an A for me. So uh, that's why, I, beca- I, I like, 
B minus for the receivers when you add in receiver slash tight end, you know, it gets bumped into B plus because Mason Taylor. Yeah, sure. Emily. Sure, sure. So all right, let's go to the running back room next, Reagan, and then we'll obviously finish with quarterback because I know, you know, obviously everybody wants to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, at running back, I, I think they get a B minus. Um, there just isn't a guy, the the guy, you know, that yeah. is in the running back room. I, I understand Josh Williams is Mr. Dependable. He is Mr. Reliable, and he has exceeded expectations, not taking anything away from Josh. But there is just not that Jamari Gibbs type player. No. Uh, on this roster. Um, there's not that Deuce Vaughn type player on this roster. There's not that Bijan Robinson, you know, Blake Corum. There's not that guy on this roster. And so that's why they get a B minus because, you know, because there's just not that guy. And I, I hate to, I hate to say that, but that's just a fact of the matter. You have a mixture of those guys, right? You have Mr. Dependable, the guy that you can always rely on in, Josh Williams, you have the home run hitter in John Emery, and then you have the bulldozer in Noah Kane when you need short yardage. Like, you just have a whole cluster of these talents uh, with these players. You know, I would, I would prefer, I honestly would prefer if you could put them all in one and have a Deuce Vaughn, Blake Corum, uh, Jamari Gibbs type player. That's just not what you have. Yeah. And you know there was uh, obviously there's they just didn't they just didn't like wow me this year, you yeah. know there just wasn't a whole lot of wow, you know like plays by the running backs. I mean you, you did have a few like you can think of John Emery's reception uh, touchdown reception against Auburn. You think about John Emery's uh, touchdown run or what, maybe it was a reception against Alabama. Um, you think about Josh Williams third and seven versus Alabama and then Josh Williams, just consistency. You think about Noah Kane. He had two games where he just popped off and I think he he had three touchdowns. And I think it was the, what was the non-conference game we played at the, uh, was it UAB? UAB. I think he had three touchdowns in the UAB and then he had three touchdowns in, uh, against Purdue. So like you saw flashes, of yeah. each of each of each one. Of course, Armani dealt with the injury uh this season. So yeah, overall for me, it's just a B minus. And that's I mean, it's 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 probably lower than it should be, but uh they're just they just haven't wowed me. Well, I I mean I I don't think it's lower than it needs to be. I actually give them a C plus uh and, and I don't know if there's much more that needs to be said than what you said. Um they're they're <sighs> Yeah, what you said was hit it on the head essentially. So I give them a C plus. Uh, I think I think you are going to see a change in that room when with Frank Wilson being the recruiter now. Frank yeah. Wilson is going to go get his guys and recruit and bring them in. And you know, I think LSU eventually gets back to the running backs that they're used to having. You know, Kevin Falk esque guys, Jeremy Hill, Kenny Hilliard. Uh, Michael Ford, you know, then moving forward into, you know, Darius Geis and Leonard Fournette and, you know, consistent guys, top-notch guys that you're, you're, you know, expected to have at the running back position at LSU because they have a long tenured tradition of great running backs. And with Frank Wilson at the helm, I think that improves. But they get a C-plus for me this year. 
I'll let you start with quarterback, so 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 I don't take too much uh, of the bulk of that that conversation. Uh, <laughs> how, how do you think quarterback graded out? Um, quarterbacks grade out. Uh, I give them a straight up B. Here's why: Jaden comes in, and number one, he's the reason you have the record you have. Uh, I, I mean, he was your guy all year. I think. His legs were something to be reckoned with, something that, you know, opponents had to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, his ability to get out of the pocket and really hurt you. Um, the reason he doesn't have an A is because the – hold up, Z. Don't touch that. Hold up, buddy. Okay, go get something. Um, the reason he doesn't have an A is because – his passing was timid. Um, and I think you will continue to see that change. I think we did see it progress throughout the year. Uh, I think uh, it's going to change even more. And yeah, sorry, I'm open fruit. I'm opening fruit. Snacks right now, so. <laughs> gotta get, gotta take care of the kid. Yep. I'm the only one here. So, all right, well, go ahead. I, I have to completely agree with you on the, on, on so the, he gets a B for me. I, and I, I, again, I don't think there's much I can add to what you said. I think I, I will say the development of Garrett Nussmeyer. I think Joe Sloan has done a phenomenal job with the development, yeah, uh, of yeah. both of these quarterbacks. You know, J- Jaden didn't have a great year last year. Uh, I mean, he was ten and 10, 10 touchdowns, ten interceptions. He comes in, he very rarely turned the ball over. Um, you know, Garrett is still working on that. He's still working on uh, protecting the football, but he seemed more decisive. With with uh, his decision making, uh, when he came into ball games, uh, like he was he was decisive. Now, did he did some of those decisions cost him? Yes, but he seemed more decisive in his decision making. Uh, and I mean, obviously, I, I really do think he improved. Uh, it's going to be an interesting interesting storyline to follow uh, heading into the off season. You know, because Brian Kelly said he expects all three to be back. Um, what does that or look the spring. like for the yeah, spring or the spring? What does that look like during spring after spring? We don't know. So anyways, overall, Reagan, uh, the season for Brian Kelly and, and everything just combined. What's your grade? Overall, the whole season, Brian Kelly gets an A minus for me. Uh, I, I mean, go to go 10, 10 wins. That's why he gets the A. The A minus, the reason there's an A minus is because there's still little improvements to be made. There, maybe not little, but like, because like, I think roster uh, depth needs to, you know, be applied. You know, I I don't think that's his, like, his fault. I think that's a product of what he inherited. Yeah. Uh, So that needs to be addressed and certain areas need to be developed. Um, so it's an A minus for me. I, I think because you won games you weren't supposed to against Bama, but you also lost some games you probably sh- shouldn't have, and probably lost some games in a manner in which you shouldn't have. Like A and M, that's a game you shouldn't have lost. Tennessee, that's the, that's a game you shouldn't have lost in that way. Florida State was just a brutal loss at the beginning of the season. I, I don't ha- fault anybody really that much for that game. Uh, I mean that just. 
I mean, unless you wanted to put her on special teams, but even then you still had an opportunity at the end. Yeah. But A minus because you did some things great. You won the SEC West, but there's still some things that need to be improved. I I am giving it a B plus, I guess mainly just because I'm a little bit more pessimistic than you, but really for the same reasons. Um, ten wins, really impressive in year one. Um, really, it's the AM game that drops it down to a B plus for me. Um, and you know, a large part I understand the 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 special teams unit was a major problem, and I understand like part of that is what he inherited, but I think Brian Kelly. Uh, could have done probably a little bit better job of stepping in and making sure that that unit was shored up better than what it was. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of that falls on Polian for getting ready, but a lot of it also falls on Brian Kelly for making sure that that unit is good to go. And that unit continued to be a problem for the entire year. There Until the ball game. Until the ball game. I think it's the, the first game. one without a mistake. Yeah, like, but <laughs> – there really was outside of the bowl game. There really wasn't a lot of progression, um, and Brian Kelly has to no. do a better job of of making of kind of being more. I think being more hands on uh, when that is happening, uh, when there is a major problem and it is consistently a problem, um, that's when the head coach needs to step on and be a little bit more hands on and shore up some things. Yeah. I'm not saying that he wasn't. Not saying that he that he didn't. Um, but obviously via the evidence uh, that we saw uh, on the field throughout the entire season. Uh, I, I think that was a problem. Uh, and and I think, you know, ultimately it, it falls into the hands of Polian and Brian Kelly. Um, the Texas A&M game definitely is the reason that it's a B plus uh, just really, really disappointing the way that you fell in that game. Uh, you Especially had every, considering what was ahead of you. Every, you had everything in front of you uh, and, yeah. To potentially, I mean, you weren't probably weren't going to beat Georgia no matter what, but you had everything in front of you to set up a massive matchup against Georgia to potentially make it into the cultural playoff. And all of that was completely derailed by a just flat out, just completely disappointing performance against AM. I mean, um, Zach, to be honest, because of that performance, and I think now watching the playoffs. You weren't a playoff team. You weren't ready for the playoffs. True. I mean, it, it, it would be awesome if you pulled off a miracle, right, and made that happen. But in all reality, even if you do that, you're you're not really a playoff ready team. Probably not. And I I would say that's that's a true statement. So, anyways, overall, LSU exceeds expectations on the year. Phenomenal yeah. job by Brian Kelly. Uh, so much more to look forward to. Uh, in the off season and in the upcoming no season, I mean, next year in 2023, we're going to be talking about a top 10 team, uh, potentially a top 10 uh, preseason top 10 team, a team that will probably be favored to win the West uh, along with Bama. Uh, they'll come kind of compete with that uh, whenever all the preseason stuff comes out and a team that legit can compete for an SEC championship and a playoff spot next year. So extremely exciting times for LSU football. Reagan, let's let's transition to our last segment here because we've ran yeah, long. Briefly, yeah. Briefly discuss uh, transfer portal and LSU baseball. Uh, let's start with the transfer portal, Reagan. Um, obviously, the biggest hit recently, Demaro Tolan is going hits the transfer portal, as you mentioned and I mentioned. Really biggest surprise. That's the that's the biggest surprise of any of them. Like that's more surprising yeah. than Jack Besh. Uh, Jack 100%. Besh, 
you you had a a drop of playing time. You had some injuries, and you also had had said he was going to come back. And Keishon said he was coming back, and you also saw that you know like we're adding on to this group. Like it's a deep group. Can can Jack Besh stay with the group? You know, next year I don't know. So he ultimately makes a decision to go to the portal, and you're like, okay, it sucks to lose a guy like that, but you got a lot of depth there, and his yeah. playing time dropped. With yeah. Tolan, he is a rising freshman, a freshman who got a lot of play time and looked good. And also, Brian Kelly praised him uh, oh, wow. for his for his play, and even said, "Hey, watch out for Tolan in the next coming years." So. Honestly, that's the biggest surprise because he was poised to have even more playing time and push for a starting position in the linebacker group like this coming year. So really brutal loss. Maybe they can convince him to stay. I don't know. But this feels like, to me, Zach, an opportunity for NIL elsewhere I, I, is what I assume. I, I don't know. Um, supposedly he's already taken a visit to Auburn. So I don't think it's a homesick thing, yeah. uh, but I don't know. Maybe something happened. You never know. Behind doors, academics, something. I don't know. But from all in- implications, he was fine uh, and was playing great on the field. So I yeah. don't. I don't know. That, that's the biggest surprise. Uh, in in other news, like for transfer portal coming in, that's the latest. I think that's the only recent. Uh, Justin Rogers leaving, leaving LSU. Yeah, but coming in the biggest, you know, you have some more news. Uh, they're going to land some more portal guys. Justin Rogers, like you mentioned from Kentucky, is the biggest name recently. I mean, visited form- yesterday and today. Yeah, a, a a former top fifty prospect, Zach. He is the fourth highest rated uh, player to ever go to Kentucky, ever. The fourth highest rated player to ever go to Kentucky. Big time recruit out of high school. He popped off this last year. You know, this last season uh, with Kentucky was his like coming out party. Um, and so he would be a huge addition to this defensive line in, in terms of, sure. of depth. Like Zach, Justin Rogers would, it would be like Mikhail Wingo, Mason Smith, and then Justin Rogers would be your, like your third best guy if he comes. Um, in other news, Jordan Birch is from South Carolina is is in the portal, and you know if you remember, he was a five star player coming out of high school. I mean, offers from everywhere. Uh, he's a South Carolina kid. Ultimately, chooses South Carolina, but darn near signed with LSU. Uh, he was down to LSU and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I don't know what the idea idea is behind Jordan Birch, um, but he is a guy that I don't care. Like everybody in the country is going to be trying to get Jordan Birch, but I don't care. You do everything you can to have at least a shot at Jordan Birch uh, to add him to this defensive line. Um, I heard J.K. Johnson, the DB out of Ohio State. Maybe there's some rumblings there. Uh, not sure. I don't think they're done at, at DB and the portal totally. They may not add another guy, but I, don't, I think they're still looking. Uh, now with Tolan Nozak going in the portal, you're definitely looking for a linebacker in the portal. Yep. 
Well, hey, who's also the guy, the center? I'm going blank right now, but who's the center that they've been looking at? Is it Jake Renfro? Yes, yes, Jake Ren- Renfro. Jake Jake Renfro is between, yeah. Apparently, it's between uh, from Wisconsin. what I've heard, it's between LSU and Wisconsin. Yeah. If and if and guys, if if Brad Davis is able to pull off uh, getting Renfro away from Wisconsin, that's a big win for Brad Davis. Big win, really big win. Because Wentz is Wisconsin just puts off offensive linemen into yeah, yeah. the uh, NFL draft like it's nothing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we're going to see what happens, Reagan. Uh, Brandon Reese said, imagine we get Jordan Birch and Justin Rogers. I would oh, lose my mind. It, it would be a freak show on our defensive line next year. I, I mean, could you imagine ha- – I mean, at that point, you're starting four. Wingo, uh, Wingo Rogers probably in the middle. And Smith and Birch on your end. I, I mean, that is that's freakish. That's a scary defensive line next year. That's what happens. Uh, Pierce Lee said, "Isn't Davis still in the portal officially?" I believe so. But look, we saw him come in. The I think he's, I think he's coming back. I think he's coming back too. We'll see. Uh, Brandon Reese said, "What about trying Derek Davis at linebacker?" I don't know. I kind of like him at. Shoot, he keeps putt guys. I wanted to see Derek Davis sooner than we did. And then he came in and did what he did against that defender. I I don't know. It's like when he's given the ball, he's shot out of a cannon. It I, really I mean, is. Yeah. He, he is, is impressive. He's at least get him in special teams or something. Jeez. But we we'll should have moved in running back a while ago. Lastly, because uh, we definitely need to wrap up good green yeah, we we for an hour twenty. Um LSU preseason ranked number one in baseball. Uh, yeah. This team is completely stacked. You reckon I was thinking about it, and we'll cover more of this. I'll keep this brief but because we'll cover more of this as we get closer. Look, starting pitching, man, dude, you're going to have – you have literally, literally three Friday night guys Yeah, that yeah. could potentially be in a rotation. Yeah. Thatcher is a Friday night, yeah. Friday night guy. Thatcher Hurd is a Friday night guy. And Ty Floyd is a Friday night guy. And then you got, and then you also got guys like Grant Taylor, who could be a weekday starter. Yeah. LSU loaded up at pitching. I'm really excited to preview LSU baseball when we get closer and talk about Chris Demui. And look, I've been working on this hype video and I've watched it like a million times, but every time I watch it, it gets me pumped. So, we got a little bit more editing to do before it is released. We'll release it the Friday of game day, but I'm really excited about the LSU baseball season. Yeah. Really excited about uh, the potential they have. And look, tomorrow we got LSU basketball. Uh, it's going to play really like like we mentioned in the first. Supposedly segment, we're really underdogs. Supposedly we're underdogs. <laughs> that's all I have, Reagan. Yeah, that's it. We need to hit a quick break, Zach, and then we'll come back after this show. We'll wrap after this break and wrap it up. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Zach, I think we have two comments from Brandon Reese that we need to cover just briefly 
that he asked earlier. Uh, I think we've answered this question before, Zach. Uh, who has the more pressure, Fisher, Napier? Uh, definitely got to go Na- uh, uh, Fisher. Uh, I mean, several years there now, highly recruiting. Uh, you know, the recruiting at the level he has, has been, he needs to start winning, uh, which he may have probably just lost all those guys. But Fisher, I know it's off topic, but when OU Texas come to the SEC possibly next year, besides LSU games, which matchups we all be looking forward to watching those two play in? Uh, I think it'll be cool to see Texas, Texas A&M again. Uh, I will really like to see that matchup again. Um, and maybe some of the Missouri uh, matchups, you know, went back when they were Big 12 to see those reestablished. I, I'll be excited about those. Zach said Arkansas, Texas. I agree. That's going to be a really cool one as well. Uh, old school rivalry there between Arkansas and Texas. All right, guys, it's been a great show, long show. Again, we said there's a lot to talk about. We sure did have a lot to talk about. Uh, we enjoyed it. Appreciate all y'all uh, joining in and give us our feedback. Uh, we're pumped for uh, tomorrow's game, Texas A&M, to watch this Matt McMahon basketball team continue to play, continue to improve, and continue to grow as they uh, start their, you know, continue their SEC campaign uh, for this season. All right, guys, we'll see you next time show to discuss some more, recap these games. Maybe some stuff happens in the portal. We'll talk about it all here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero takes us out. Peace. Peace.